Welcome to Zero Five O. I'm your host, Bruce Bradley, founder of recycling company First Mile. This is our Green Impact podcast where we meet guests creating solutions for a zero carbon world. The climate emergency needs both systemic change and it is a behavioural problem requiring that we make changes to how we live our lives in order to move towards a regenerative relationship with nature. In this episode, we're going to find out how to make small different decisions each day to reduce our personal 10-ton annual carbon footprint. My guests today are Meg and Dee, who are founders of Nudge, which is a behavioural app that sets challenges to help users move to sustainable lifestyles. And their goal is to achieve a one-ton carbon reduction, that's 10% per person, by empowering people to make simple, sustainable changes to their habits. Welcome to Zero Five O, Megan D. It's fantastic to have you on Zero Five O. Morning, Bruce. Thank you for having us. Great to have you here. Are you there as well, Meg? I am. Good morning, Bruce. Thank you for having us. Brilliant. Great to have you here. So can you tell us what you're aiming to do with Nudge and what this is all about, getting people to make a change to how they live their lives? Yeah, exactly. Just what you said. So um, we are two friends, two mums, and over a lockdown came up with this idea that lots of people that we know are wanting to do a bit more in their own life in relation to sustainability, but don't really know where to start, don't have the time to do all the research. So we thought about putting together an app that challenges individuals uh, or indeed households or streets uh, or schools to take on some uh, habit-changing challenges to your daily lifestyle. So anything from, you know, switching to washing at 30 all the way through to, you know, a level four challenge, which would be uh, investment decisions around your house um, to help you start on that journey. For us, the big sort of disconnect with households was the the inability to have tangible uh, impact. So being able to see the carbon impact um, of their actions. So what Nudge is hoping to do is to bridge the gap between those actions and the sort of tangible, uh, tangible impact in terms of carbon. Um, so we break down sort of the carbon impact for each activity, and then we equate that to miles driven, uh, so it's tangible for for the nudge user. That's really interesting because often people say to me, "Well, what should I do? How should I change my life?" And I'm often say, "Well, just hit on Google and say, you know, what can I do today?" Because people can change things every day. But I don't think that information is necessarily in one piece, and also unless it's habit changing, habit forming, and I want to come back onto habitual stuff in a second, but it's sort of people might do it for a day or a week or a year and then sort of slip out of it because it's not straightforward and they're thinking, well, you know, what's what's the issue? So are you trying to sort of bring all of these behavioral things that we can do into one into one place? Yeah, and, and the idea is that rather than kind of having to look at your whole life in one hit and make sort of big drastic changes, which is quite difficult to do, is just making those small changes. So doing something new every week maybe, um, and then, as you say, that just starts to become a habit because it's actually quite easy. You know, once you switch to, to washing at 30, why would you go back? There's no difference really from the impact perspective in terms of your clothing, but there is an in, there is an impact from a carbon output. So the idea is gradual change that fits in with your day-to-day lifestyle, doesn't require you to um, have to make those big life st- life-changing uh, decisions. And, and if we're all doing those gradual changes, the, the collective impact is, is quite large quite often people think oh, what are we what am I what's little me going to have to do to help resolve climate change or I'll leave it to the government or I'll leave it to the big corporations but actually if we collectively come together we'll have quite a meaningful impact and nowadays most people have a phone um, being able to log it log those changes and then see how you're doing um, compete with your friends so it's a bit of fun 
you know, challenging, if you like a bit of a challenge, challenge each other, you know, Meg's gone meet free on a Monday. Why can't we go meet free on a Monday, for example? Uh, so yeah, that's the idea behind it. And what is the what is the key to changing habits then? Because there's, there's obviously sort of quite a lot of academic sort of discussion and papers around doing little things regularly to change habits. I mean, what's what's the key to it? Is is am I going to have my phone nagging me every uh, five minutes telling me I need to uh, turn the washing down? No, not at all. So small small nudges on a on a daily basis. So we'll we'll set a reminder to sort of nag you once a day, uh, if you will, just to complete your challenges. Um, and we're also providing sort of tips uh, and sort of educational components to help you sort of guide to help guide you through that journey. And do you think nudge can make a? I mean, it's just fantastic. You know, just if you could if you could reduce everybody's impact by ten percent, one ton of carbon, that would make a significant change. Is that possible with the things that we know that we can that are available on the market today, and the changes to our habits that we can do now, or is that dependent on making a massive change to how we live? Small collective uh, incremental change uh, is more than is more than sufficient. I, I'll give a for instance, simply by reducing your heating by one degree at home over the course of a month equates to nearly 50 kilos of carbon a month. So wow. a, very, a very insignificant sort of like change, which which really adds up. Many of these nudges is, of course, a small financial saving. Uh, so across many of these challenges, you you know, you'll start to see a bit of small financial saving and also in some instances, um, better well-being. So whether that's, you know, slightly healthier food intake or that you're breathing, you know, you're helping to contribute to a to a cleaner air around you. So we currently do and plan to do a bit more of also demonstrating the impact from a financial and well-being perspective of, of the same challenges. That's interesting, the financial side, because I, I often say to people that, you know, economics is a close proxy to environmental good because it's often cheaper to do the right thing and is there any financial data in the in the app of uh, making an impact we are starting to simply uh d had mentioned by turning your washing down to 30 degrees and sort of the financial savings associated with that over the course of a year equates to 15 to 16 pounds a year so small steps uh sort of in the right direction equally turning your your temperature down uh, in your house in terms of your heating it adds up yeah, there's no penalty for doing it, which is the great thing. It's a relatively small amount of money, but there's no penalty. If I had to do more, then it would be worse. Yeah, exactly. And how's it going? I mean, launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, is the feedback positive from users? Uh, generally, yes. Um, I think the, the feedback's been going well. We had um, quite a good uh, first week and sustained throughout the second week. We are, you know, as a startup, we're going with organic growth with a bit of marketing um, to support. So we are um, on Instagram and Facebook and, and also on TikTok. Not that I know what TikTok is really, but um, uh, so, so trying to aim for as many different um, types of uh, audience as possible. But yeah, going well. And is the demographic more to, I mean, everybody's um, social media savvy now, but is the demographic more towards the newer generations who have got the rest of their lives to make uh, an impact and arguably are the ones that well not arguably they are going to be the ones that are affected most by climate change or are you trying to get across the entire spectrum i suppose anyone could use nudge we're, we're not really targeting those who are you know already know about this topic and already doing everything we were uh, originally targeting those who've got perhaps some more disposable income and some perhaps some more time to think about these sorts of things. But actually, recently we did a presentation to um, a bunch of 
master's PhD students um, and they were really well receiving of it. And so uh, so I think it just demonstrates that even that, you know, even those sorts of target audiences are interested in Nudge as well. Yeah, which is good, which is excellent. Um, I did a talk recently at my daughter's um, school. She's in sixth form about for their jog sock about climate change. And I was sort of trying to work out with them. I'm going to ask you the same question, which is Greta Thunberg has got 13 million followers. It's impressive number of followers. I think this is on Instagram. It must be on Instagram. But Kylie Jenner has got 310 million followers. And the younger generation seem to be more obsessed with Kylie Jenner's lips or bomber, whatever she's posting pictures of, and not climate change. And while Greta Thunberg's got an impressive number of followers, it's not that many. And do you think climate change is still a concern of the minority? Or do you think with things like nudge, we're going to get more people actually changing their behavior to help climate change? We certainly, we certainly hope for the latter. I think climate change has been invisible uh, for the most part. And I think human nature typically, and I think a lot of academics support that because it's because it's intangible, uh, i.e. we all know that it's coming, it's very difficult for us to relate uh, to sort of the, the immediacy and the immediacy in terms of needing to change our behavior. So we hope that Nudge begins to bridge the gap by sort of showing sort of tangible impacts uh, are sort of adding up to make a difference. And I think global warming and sort of sustainable living is beginning to become much more mainstream um, and ideally sort of nudges, nudges at the front, at the foreway of that. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that we are now able to use social media to uh, you know talk about these sorts of topics i think we will be able to pitch this topic not uh, not completely the same as uh lipstick and and clothing for, for kylie jenner but but we can we can come at it from a less eco warrior less green less devastation angle and that's what we want we want to make this much more yeah approachable and, and part of the everyday um so uh, our design our messaging is much more positive uh, well we're hoping it for it to be positive and empowering you know demonstrating how easy it is and and trying to link it in with day-to-day lifestyle so that <clears throat> when you see um an instagram you know about nudge you're not instantly thinking oh this is a some eco warrior telling me w- what i should have been doing for the last 40 years of my life and instead giving me some ideas yeah, I think that's really important to get that positive change across. And, you know, you mentioned TikTok as a channel. I mean, I think TikTok's amazing as a new comedy channel and making sort of really positive and social messages on there as well. So I think it's only a matter of time before Kylie's posting about Nudge, really, and how she can... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Kylie Jenner. I know she listens to the show. It's only a matter of time before Kylie and others are, you know, probably talking about the sustainability of their packaging, for instance, or, you know, something like that. Absolutely. And just sort of sticking with the sort of uh, Kylie Jenner demographic uh, for a second, and well, and indeed the Credit Thunberg demographic also. A recent global study um, found that 75% of teenagers are anxious about climate change, climate crisis, and think governments are failing to take action. Do you think having something where they can take action in a positive way every day now through Nudge is a way of reducing that anxiety or do you think actually the people who are anxious are the people who are probably already making these individual habitual changes and actually it's not going to help? Uh, well, I would hope that it would give them, you know, not everyone is Greta Thunberg. You know, I showed Luna who's five her book the other day and she's re- wants to read it every night. She wants to see her on Instagram. She keeps telling me, can we, can we watch 
Greta, but not everyone is Greta. And I think something like nudge, nudge allows people to have it in their own power. So, you know, I can imagine once Luna knows how to use the phone, <laughs> that she'll be saying, come on, mom, can we do this challenge or can we do this? And then that's her way of being empowered on a topic that perhaps might might start to be of importance to her or, or other kids of the same same generation. So I think it, it will allow them to, um, yeah, have some ownership perhaps and, and maybe, you know, take it to their school and say, can we can we jump on board and have a competition with another school, for example? And I think also as more data becomes available, we'll start to find out the hidden cost and the hidden carbon cost of certain activities, you know, such as data centers and the phone in one's hand, the carbon footprint of that. So I think there will start to be more, as more data is available, we can start to get more transparency on how we're going to change our lives. We've got a uh, nudge challenge on reducing your screen time, which I'm sure Meg can talk about. But <clears throat> it took me a while to understand that, that uh, reducing screen time is not only beneficial for my health, but also for <laughs> my carbon impact. So, yeah. It's true. We have we have lots of developments sort of like in the works, including dark mode, um, less energy consumption, just in terms of using the app. Great. So what are the top three things that you're leading with really to, li- to, to, to get people to live a more sustainable life? What are the three easy wins that um, people will find when they download the app? Don't worry, we're not going to stop people. We're going to plug the app later. But it, just as a give people an idea of what are the three things that are the quick wins and the hab- habitual forming changes people make? We're finding that the the food challenges are are the most popular um, and how we're leaving significant in terms of carbon impact. I think we're nearly a ton and a half uh, in terms of carbon impact across our food challenges over the course of the last two weeks. Um, So everything from trying sort of a a dairy substitute uh, to sort of going meat free for a day and or doing half and half, which is a a new challenge that we've introduced, which is half legumes, sort of like half, half protein, meat protein. Um, so there's there's something in there for everyone. But equally, again, do you mention screen time as being sort of one of the lifestyle challenges? Having an hour less screen time a day is, is significant in terms of the impact. I want to say it's nearly a quarter of a, a kilo per day. So yeah, there's there's lots of challenges in there for, for everyone. It's interesting that actually the things that have sort of been around the longest are still needing, you know, such as food habits are still needing, but people are still needing help with that. So um, which is it's great to hear. Yeah, and just even things like when I mean, we've got um, friends who've started using Nudge who've said, you know, I'm walking the kids to school instead of driving one day a week or I actually didn't need to drive down to that, you know, place I can walk. So it's just, re- you know, reinforcing, oh, let me just test it out and see how I go with, with not taking the car. Or I had a friend who is, you know, he's run his own business for several years, highly intelligent, and he started washing at 30, he had no idea. And now he's never going to go back. And, it's, and, and it, it, it takes you about 20 seconds further. I was doing it at the weekend to get into the bloody program that you can get to 30, but it, the, the old default... <laughs> Not on mine. Mine is just 30. Yeah, you see, we've got one of these ones with a digital display. I've got to go into special programs to get to 30. It drives me mad. It all defaults to 40. So there you go. I, I'm also washing at 30 degrees and know how the washing machine works. So what's the hard stuff to get to, Meg? So, you know, the, there's, there's some ideas there of the sort of quick wins, but might not be on the app yet but what what's the really difficult things to get people to change their behavior around it's a great question um i think fundamentally diet uh will be quite tricky we talk about sort of small wins which we which we encourage um but fundamentally going to sort of a a green diet uh and sort of beginning to cut out like red meat specifically um will be will be rather challenging equally home improvements the sort of big ticket items retrofitting windows and doors and 
and heating systems for that matter. We recently, in a, in a house that we're doing now, just put in an air source uh, heat pump. The cost uh, to the average person to do to do sort of those measures is significant. So I think the bigger ticket items will be will be more challenging, but we have to get there, given that nearly forty percent of our carbon emissions come from come from the home in the UK. That's an area that we'll we'll begin to tackle next. But I think I think the conversation has turned certainly in my group of friends. It seems to me if we take the car, everyone who's talking about what next car they're going to buy. I'd say more, way more than half of people are, are in that conversation talking about hybrid or electric. And so these are the sort of medium to long term family decisions that if we can at least start the conversation now, by the time the next over the next five years, let's say half of those people will have will have changed um, and, and bought a different type of car. So it's about starting that that conversation and, and making it part of everyday life. And I've definitely noticed that, you know, it's it's on every single. It, no one looks at me now like I'm sort of an odd. Oh, you're going hybrid. Or how are you going to get from A to B? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's much more of a normal conversation now. And is there so if people are making a purchase decision or a purchasing decision, a greener one that requires investment, is is there a plan or maybe they're already for nudge to recommend what they should buy and where to buy it? Because some things sort of probably quite obvious if you're looking for a car, but other things like an air source heat pump not entirely obvious where you're going to get one you can't probably walk into b&q and buy one at the moment i don't know absolutely future development of nudge um certainly will have sort of preferred preferred suppliers who have been vetted against sort of our our ethos and sort of standard in terms of sustainability measures and is that how you get because it's very generous of you that the app's free i mean i i signed up to it last week to use is that how you plan to make money in the future or is it always going to be a social app that doesn't need to make money unfortunately we haven't earned that much money ourselves for it to be wholly philanthropic just yet. But um, we are aiming uh, to have it accessible to everyone. So we retain it as a free app to anyone, but to have some corporate partnerships to help, help support you in delivering those challenges and executing those challenges. So over time, yeah, exactly. As you said, if you want to take on a challenge, um, there might be some support with, you know, a range of products that, that could help you achieve those challenges. Brilliant. Sounds great. And the, uh, uh, if anyone hasn't, uh, well, I don't suppose my listeners have yet downloaded the app, but Nudge is great and, and really intuitive way of making uh, changes. But I want to get a little bit under the uh, skin of the founders and find out why you both sort of got into this area and why you care about the environment. So Meg, can you tell the listeners a little bit about you and why on earth you ended up meeting Dee and doing Nudge? Yes, Absolutely. So I started my sort of professional career. Uh, I'm an economist by trade. I have a master's in economics, uh, principally labor and, and urban economic development. So I've always been interested um, in the environment and sort of the interaction of the natural environment uh, with the physical environment. Dee and I have, we've been friends for nearly five years. Um, we met through our children. We've always, we've always sort of gravitated towards sustainability conversations. Um, many of the times when we were out on playdates with the kids, we would sort of always always go back to wanting to do something, acknowledging that we both wanted to do something in this space, uh, but didn't quite know what it was. Um, so Nudge, the sort of concept presented itself to us during lockdown. It's been a wonderful journey, but I think for both of us, it's really important for, for our children and sort of future generations to make an impact, to have something tangible that we can, that we can know that we're contributing uh, to sort of a better world, especially for our kids. And uh, really, really interesting, and and so the great to have an economist and in an economic background there. So understanding the sort of theory behind the magnitude of what we need to do, 
And D, what was what was the thing that happened in your life that made you wake up to this issue and move into getting people to change their behaviour? Well, as you know, I, I've been working in the world of you know sustainability waste recycling for what twenty years or so. Uh, came out of that, had my kids, and um, you know noticed you know now then every day socialising with the normal person as opposed to those very well informed about waste and recycling and sustainability that there was an opportunity to help people along their journey obviously as Meg said we met and have always had you know interesting conversations about these sorts of topics and why not why not have a go I like like doing a bit of startup type type of thing um seeing if we can you know get something completed working with the sort of consumer is something I've never done before. Uh, so that's been an interesting, interesting journey. And um, it's quite amazing. It's quite empowering to see it on your phone, I have to say. When we first when we first got it on the first beta version on the phone, it was it was pretty awesome feeling that we might uh, we might start having an impact. Brilliant. And question for both of you, what would success look like and what do you think is the biggest hurdle to get there? That's a great mm. that's a great question. I, I think we've We've spoken a lot about nudge being a household name. Um, I think the sort of the more the more individuals and consumers that we can introduce the concept of nudge to um, to increase its its take up and awareness, um, I think would be sort of our measure of success. Yeah, I'm, we have to, we have talked about it being a household name, but I think we've also talked about the impact of it. So you know how how we can get as many users on it as possible is is definitely the the end goal, and whether that be via it being a household name or via it being you know an app that maybe a business uses um, as its internal consumer engagement for its employees or for its target audience we can go down that route as well it's it's about it's about having something out there that people can use uh, to change those habits so changing the habits and household name and what can listeners do differently to help you get to that point download the app good answer Uh, (laughs) sign up to nudge.life on instagram um, share it with friends and family. Share it with friends and family. Brilliant. And start using it. And start using it, yeah. I love it. Excellent. If you could ask people to do just one thing to help tackle climate change, what would it be? Let's go for both of you here. So, Meg, do you want to start? One thing. I would say active mobility. Um, start getting active. It's it's good for it's good for your body. Uh, it's obviously good for the environment. So shorter distances, three miles or less, uh, jump on a bike, walk. Uh, and expose your children and, and family to sort of active modes of mobility. Perfect. And D, you can't say download nudge. So what would you get people to do to <laughs> tackle climate change? That's a given, download nudge. Um, I think really look at your food habits and your food consumption. We've cut out a lot of red meat and we did it mainly from a health perspective and it's been phenomenal. So it's not to say that if we go out for a restaurant, we can't have some meat but but 99% of the time we are not eating red meat and it's it's been really good so both and how's that going down with the children are they uh coping yeah they're, they're, I'm not they're not they're not vegetarian so they do have it but it's just that we don't have it anywhere near as much as we might once have had it so they're fine they get a heart. in fact it's better for them because they get a range of you know whether it's fish or uh or vegetables or, or white meat uh so they're getting that range at a young age perfect and finally, before we go, um, we have this um, thing called the First Mile Planet Saver Hall of Fame. And we get our guests to leave things in the uh, Planet Saver Hall of Fame. And we're going to open it up in the future and have a look at it and see what's in there. We've got all sorts of things from a bucket of soil full of microorganisms to David Attenborough, 
a bicycle. There's all sorts of things in there. What would you, we get two things this week. What would you do leave in the first mile Planet Saver Hall of Fame? Well, I'd probably leave something you've already got. I've written down David Attenborough here. Perfect. That's great. We can have him I twice. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough is good because you don't get to see the contents. I need to write it down at some point. Meg, what would you put in there? Uh, Greta Thunberg. Excellent. That's great to have those uh, people in the First Mile Planet Saver Hall of Fame. So thank you, Megan D, for those. Before we wrap up, it's been absolutely amazing uh, hearing all about Nudge. Um, can you tell our listeners uh, where to find you and how to find you? Yeah, it's on the App Store. Uh, it's Nudge N-U-D-J. Uh, on Instagram, it's nudge.life. And on Facebook, it's nudge.life. On LinkedIn, it's Nudge. And also on TikTok. Join the community and, and get involved. We look forward to welcoming you. Fantastic. You've both been amazing guests and really great. This is the first time we've had somebody who's on a super startup journey working uh, on behavioral issues with social media and apps. So it's been really great and refreshing addition to the Zero Five O podcast. Thanks both for being amazing guests. Thank you. Very Thank much, you. Bruce. Thanks for having us. I'm Bruce Bradley and you've been listening to Zero Five O, where we meet incredible people creating solutions for a zero carbon world. Keep listening to all episodes on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zero five zero.